Artificial intelligence, or AI, is everywhere. It's now part of our conversations about education, politics, and social media. It's also become a hot topic in the art world. Programs that generate art using AI are widely available to the public and are skyrocketing in popularity. But what goes into these programs and the work that comes out are heavily debated in the arts community. Jeffrey Brown explores the influence of AI on art and where it may be headed next. It's part of our Arts and Culture series, Canvas. An enormous 40 by 14 foot screen, a constantly morphing abstraction, created from some 35 million images of coral from around the world. What are we looking at? These are machines' interpretation of millions of data of underwater. It's a kind of artificial reality in the term of artist Rafik Anadol, who calls this a data painting. It's in flux, doesn't dry, <laughs> the pigment <laughs> is always in movements, uh -huh. the colors are changing. The 37-year-old Turkish-born artist, in perpetual motion and overflowing with energy, at the opening of a new exhibition of his work at the Jeffrey Deitch Art Gallery in Los Angeles, is at the leading edge of a growing artificial intelligence or AI art revolution. My primary material is data, the information, and my second material is a thinking brush. That is assisted, a, thinking, a thinking brush. Yes, that is assisted by artificial intelligence. Anadol's artworks are made in a Los Angeles studio in which computers, software programs, screens, and a 3D printer with a giant robotic arm replace more traditional artist materials. Here, he and a team, including computer and data scientists, engineers, researchers, architects, and designers, build enormous data sets requiring huge computing power. You can't do this at home. And run them through or train AI programs they themselves have created. The input can vary. Right now at New York's Museum of Modern Art, Anadol has created a piece titled Unsupervised, created from images, research, and other data from the museum's entire archives. In another example back at his studio, the input is a whole lot of flowers. This is your brush yes. in this case. It's like, yeah. a, like a game joystick. <laughs> so what we are watching here is an AI that is trained on 75 million flowers. 75 million images of, of flowers. flowers. Exactly. And then the AI Learn. is making yes. its own flowers. Exactly. And, but to make it happen, it's the when the machine and human connection happens. We're not seeing real flowers here, but an artistic collaboration of machine and human. Who is the artist? Artist is still the artist, like human is the human there. You are the artist. Yes, but let's also remember that it's an assisted by a machine an AI, an algorithm. And I think this is really inspiring to me because that's exactly where art, science, and technology, a beautiful movement that I hope it's inspiring. And it's most likely our future where we are more getting closer to machines every single day. You refer constantly to the machine dreaming. Yeah. Is the machine thinking too? No, I don't think machine is thinking. Machine is helping to think uh, in a different way. It's the stuff of sci-fi, yes, but... Art and technology have been connected and debated forever, including in the early decades of photography. Deandra Lawson is an assistant curator of contemporary art at the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, known as LACMA. Photographs were dismissed 
um, and marginalized from fine art discourse is because of the presence of the apparatus, the machine, the camera, right, which um, people had claimed, critics claimed, um, took away the artist's special hand. And the computer itself has been a fascination for artists for more than 50 years, made clear in a LACMA exhibition titled Coded, Art Enters the Computer Age. Art is playing with the physical machine and exploring its ability, primitive compared to today, to generate images. Coded brings the story up to 1982, the advent of the Internet Age. What is new now, I think, is, is access. Access, that is, for everyone, including to a new kind of art making on AI-generating apps, available to the wider public. Offered by companies such as Midjourney, Dolly, Stable Diffusion, and a proliferation of others, which allow the artist in each of us to create an artwork through simple prompts. It's easy and fun, but has also raised a host of new questions. Last year, for example, an AI-generated work won a prize at the Colorado State Fair, outraging other contestants. And some artists, like Molly Crabapple, see another more urgent threat. I see a world where illustrators like me, people who make our living drawing pictures, are completely replaced by these apps because they can make images faster and cheaper than any human possibly can. And even worse than that, this generative AI was trained on our stolen images. Crabapple is a New York-based artist and writer. Her critique, the new platforms build their businesses by scraping or collecting images and other data from the Internet, including works by artists and illustrators who aren't credited or compensated. And that, she says, is already changing the landscape for her community. There are companies that you know, even one year ago, we're hiring artists to do book covers and creating beautiful book covers with those artists that are now making AI book covers. In January, in fact, a group of artists filed a class action lawsuit now pending against several AI imagery generators, charging copyright violations. I asked Crabapple, who's not part of the suit, about AI's lasting impact on the art world. Do I think that human creativity will be destroyed because there are these little image generators? No, people are creative. However, do I think the lives of individual artists who are making their income will be destroyed if they no longer have work? Yes, of course I do. Another concern in these early days of AI art suddenly being available to all, the images themselves, and how much they reflect the biases or worse of the internet databases from where they've been obtained. Curator Deandra Lawson counsels that consumers need to consider the source, the data, being used to generate AI art. The things that we need to be aware of are who and what is training the AI, what sort of data are the, is it using, does the data perpetuate power dynamics and inequalities in our, you know, in our lived experiences and our real lives. Artist Rafiq Anadal agrees with such concerns. His work, he points out, differs from widely available apps in that he and his team generate their own data sets and take care with their sources, what's sometimes referred to as ethically sourced data. He remains a big believer in the future of this technology. He's convinced that the work going into his art, for example, the mapping of coral reefs, can help with environmental and a host of other big problems in the world. But he cautions. We should think AI as a mirror. 
AI is a mirror, and this mirror can reflect whatever we are training. So if you are aware of this mirror that reflects the information, mm -hmm. I think we have more clarity. It's really on our hands to train this mind mm -hmm. to dream what we want. Um, it's the human intention is here. It's not the AI, I think, the issue. The human, that is, is for now still the more complicated machine. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Jeffrey Brown in Los Angeles.